Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, I have to explain, first and foremost, mm-hmm. why I sound like I've been smoking unfiltered cigarettes for the last 35 years. I'm a little ill. Okay. I'm getting over an illness. What, how would you characterize this illness? I characterize it as the common cold. Hmm, interesting. You're sounds telling ex- me. Sounds exotic. This is, this is the kind of thing you don't see every day. Yeah. Common, as it turns out, is quite the misnomer. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is some well, – should we maybe not call it the common cold? I mean, how, how, is, how is what you have different from, you know, what Joe Lunchbox will get, you know – Mine's sort of like a white Down collar. The... Mine's a white collar version. Oh, okay. So you got it from slightly spoiled caviar. <laughs> I got it. Uh, came with my liberal arts degree. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, let's introduce our guest on the program. I'd love to. She's excited to contribute to this conversation about my cold. Uh, she is a stand-up comedian, a podcast hostess, the mm-hmm. longtime host of Walking with Michelle. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Now the Balloon Forest Project. Yes. Uh, Michelle Balloon. How are you, Michelle? I'm very good. Would you say that it's fair to characterize Walking with Michelle as the longest running podcast <laughs> with the least number of episodes? I think that's a fair, fair way. That's that's a fair way to uh, characterize my podcast. It was. Uh, it could have been one of the greats. Yeah. It's a big regret. Well, you know what I think is coming back are uh, small batch podcasts. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't want some. I mean, right. listen, this is a this is a of fucking... my boutique podcast. You know, open up a storefront on Third Street. Sure. You know, and uh, hey, walk in with Michelle podcast. Get get one of the exclusive. Exactly, nine. and then everybody will wonder how you stay open. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> Pat and Oswald bit here. Um, Every one of them is hand labeled. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, the, what we have here, this is like an Andy Warhol factory situation. It is. We're it's just a little... we're turning shit out, but you, you know, you're lovingly crafting something. I am. I am. I'm a little jealous of this. Uh, this, uh, you know, like a, it's, it's creepy. It's a creepy studio. Oh, this assembly line podcast. Yeah. No, no. Go back to your artisanal. <laughs> no, it is. Uh, it's. I'm sorry for for all of you that you weren't there when it was. You can go and listen to the nine episodes yeah. that are out there, and there's a tenth that I never released. Wow! And maybe Lost maybe posthumously, posthumously. You think you're gonna save back. that for the DVD? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was back when people made podcasts with their hands. I mean, no uh, one. No, sorry. Yeah, no. That's uh, it. What it was in the days of the early days with the podcast. Yeah, we were. We were uh, oh boy! You know, contemporaries. Is that the right word? I'm. All, I always never yeah. know when to use that word. You were contemporaries. Yeah, I was contemporaries. And, uh, and then everything got real popular. That was in the days of And then now there's a the... bunch of this, like, oh, like, formulaic Britney Spears podcast, no, come go lately. That was that... in the time of uh, the untitled Thorn Morris Project. It, it was. It was. Yeah. That was back when we still had our punk rock ethos. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> now we have sold out. Yeah, is well, it, is, we got that horn section. <laughs> that's true. You know what I mean? And yeah. we sort of shined the whole thing up. Yeah. Got that keyboardist. <laughs> I like the contribution to the keyboardist. Yeah. Is this no, something you're making up or something that happened? I guess we're kind of what we're doing now is a comedy bit where we're supposing that the podcast was like a, you know. Like a three-piece. Like a three-piece punk uh, band. Like, you know, Green Day back at I could have jumped Street. in. I could have jumped in. I wasn't, on, I wasn't on board, guys. Do you want to start? We can start over yeah, again. Yeah, let's start over. Okay. 
Boy, I remember when we, our podcast used to have a punk rock ethos. Oh yeah, that was before we got the uh, before we got that keyboard player. Yeah, yeah, the second guitarist. And weren't you guys the the, the guys who brought back the guitar? That's when the guitar got. I did to be incorporate the guitar. Yeah, I mean, uh. we just like started. I mean, we were on a kind of a Brian Wilson esque acid freak out, and we would get like you know world music musicians in here. I weren't some Glock of the members. Weren't some some members of that group actually went on to form Yo Gabba Gabba? Isn't that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, good bit, you guys. Thanks. Yeah. I'm glad we went back and did it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I could participate. Yeah. I uh, I recently watched the performance of uh, the hip-hop group Deltron 3030 mm-hmm. on the David Letterman program. Oh, how'd that go? Um, it was interesting. Uh, They're kind of back after a long hiatus, right? Like they've been inactive for a long time? Yeah. Well, I mean it was supposed to be a one-off sort of side project okay. type situation. But it turned out that white people liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and I think white people have been bothering them about it ever since. Sure. Um, and nothing else that they do 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 white people like. Mm-hmm. So, and white people make up the overwhelming majority of Americans. I mean, we're still looking at sixty five percent. I think. Mm-hmm. So, hey, good for us, huh? Yeah. By the Woo. way, let's take a minute. Hey, way to go, whites. Uh, and uh, this is what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, okay, I know who that is. Okay, now okay. I'm on board. The rapper from the Hieroglyphics crew mm-hmm. out of Oakland, California. Um, he fronts this band oh, mm-hmm. in character, I believe. It was a concept album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan the Automator is the producer. Also know that fella. Uh, Kid, Kid Koala, the DJ. Mm-hmm. A very talented disc, disc jockey. So this is their onstage setup. Del is up front pretending to rap. Mm-hmm. He is clearly only pretending to rap. Lip syncing. Yes. Whatever. Yeah, they are clearly Do you call that lip syncing when someone when someone is supposed to be rapping? What is that? Pretending I, to rap. That's pretending fine. to rap mm-hmm. was what I went with. I th- I'm pretty sure the other elements of this performance were live, mm-hmm. which made it more embarrassing that he was <laughs> lip syncing. Sure. But honestly, having been to Adele the Funky Homo sapien concert. Good call, producers of David Letterman. <laughs> he is a terrible live performer. He just he just stands too, around is and too does, high. The issue, um, yeah, too high, like on mushrooms. Oh, okay, not just too high sure. on marijuana. Uh, I watched him literally just do shitty skateboard tricks for like 15 minutes once. <laughs> oh, that guy has the life, doesn't he? His skateboard was on stage, yeah. by the way. He didn't ride it in or anything, okay. but it was on. It was stage placed out by a roadie with him. Yeah, and. And then they brought in a different skateboard halfway through. And it <laughs> worked better. For as that part. far well, it's as to a, it's tuned to a different key. Yes, yeah, exactly. You don't want to waste tuned time. down. Yeah. As far as being high is concerned, I will just say Dell the Funky Homo Sapien needs no help being offbeat. Like <laughs> Dell is the most loosey goosey rapper on in God's creation, and Kid Koala. To his credit, he had an absurd volume of equipment, mm-hmm. but he appeared to be using all of it, mm-hmm. and he was scratching live, I, I'm pretty sure, and uh, you know he was adding something to the song. Now, Dan the Automator is probably my personal favorite of the members of Deltron 3030. However, he was doing the most embarrassing thing, which was there was – Reading uh, a cat fancy magazine. Oh, oh. There was a f- – <laughs> That is pretty embarrassing. Good one. Full-on orchestra – Including like a um, ten member choir, mm-hmm. a string section, and <laughs> horns behind these three guys, and he was conducting them with two conductor batons. <laughs> 
And the best moment, and this is like a clattering song, you know, like a cacophonous mm-hmm. song. The best moment was the orchestra cuts out for this part where it's just the beat scratching and Dell rapping. And the automator turns around and starts conducting Dell from behind <laughs> because he doesn't have anything to conduct <laughs> behind him. It was real. That's why you bring your cat fancy on stage with you. It was a so real situation, but it it led me to um, it led me to a, a, like a little nugget of wisdom. Mm-hmm. If we have any African American stand up, now they're African American. They're black before. If there are any <laughs> black stand up comics <laughs> in, thank you, Jesse. What if I kept taking him down and down? <laughs> oh, now, now they're, they're black, black all of a sudden, <laughs> and then we just get into like yeah, weird we, we grandpa racial slurs that <laughs> like you don't hear anymore. Yeah. Unless you have a grandpa. Yeah. If there are <laughs> any hearing. Zulu. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> if there are any African-American. If there are co- any Oogie Loves <laughs> to the audience. Oogie Loves, of course, the least successful film of all time. That mm-hmm. sounds like a racial slur. Okay. If it's both. I would say it's both of those things. Yeah. It's not the most successful among films that sound like <laughs> It is slur. the least successful film of all time. <laughs> I would say partially because the name sounds so much like a racial slur. I, um, uh, gosh, what the hell was I talking about? Okay, so if Favorite there are, slurs. Yeah. We're just going to list them yeah. off. If they're Washington Redskins. Uh. Um, if there are any African-American stand-up comedians out mm-hmm. there in the audience, mm-hmm. just a free premise for you to, lo- for you to use. Yes. White people love concept albums. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good premise. Right? Yeah. It's a solid premise. Maybe I I'll know do this. a concept album where I'm a black comedian doing a Talk, doing a bit about how white people love concept albums. You know who would enjoy that? Who? Whites. Oh, it's going to be layer upon layer of concepts. Um, I, Whites enjoy layers. They do enjoy layers. A little, nice layer cake. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> seven layer dip. Sure. <laughs> That's the best. Seven. Well, you guys should have seven layer dip here for your guests. Nobody can layer a dip like a white. Oh, uh, absolutely. Gosh. You're looking well, to... It, that's like that's like a seven layer dip. That's like pretend Tex Mex, though, right? I mean, it's not pretend Tex Mex. It's Tex Mex. So it's kind of not think so. white. Yeah, yeah. It's not white. Isn't Tex Mex? Isn't Tex Mex Mexican food prepared by white Texans? You know what? I'd like to. I'm from Austin, mm-hmm. as you know, mm-hmm. may not know, and um, I'm going to defend our Tex Mex and our Mexicans that cook our Tex Mex for both the whites and the Mexicans in Texas. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's great. Have, enjoy your potato tacos, man. <laughs> mm. Breakfast tacos. Breakfast tacos. Yeah, bean cheese bacon. Give it to me. So uh, melted cheese with every meal. <laughs> I I also have a couple of important topics that I want to get to on sure. the program, and we don't have to get to them in this segment. I yeah, just yeah. want to throw them out. No, there. that's good. I okay. want. I would like to be prepared. Bro, I've written them down here. Okay, bros. Well, written. I mean, from his iPhone. Yeah, typed. It's mm-hmm. a Windows phone, but okay, it's whatever. Brosinink dot com. Spanish lady from preschool. Mm-hmm. Okay, I hate crows. Okay. Oh. Three topics I want to get to. Is uh, I feel like they're categories list, on Jeopardy. Or did you something. list those in order of importance? No. It, it's that a was, temporal okay. listing. Yeah, it's purely where they occurred on the time. Are we supposed to say which ones sound like something we can contribute on? Jesse? No, I'm going to talk about all. Oh, of them. yeah, we're just going to politely zone out. Okay, got it. But got try it, got and make it. it try and make it look like we're not zoning out. Oh yeah, that's great. Okay, we've got all of that to look forward to. Can I add, throw it in two topics? Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. I went to Halloween Horror Nights. Uh huh. 
and uh, I saw a weird billboard. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, between all of those and the thrilling finale to the Jordan Morris Poetry Contest, <gasps> this is going to be a jam-packed program. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. This is Jesse Thorne, proprietor of MaximumFun.org and host of International Waters. International Waters pits a team of comedians in London against a team of comedians here in L.A. over several rounds of very stupid pop culture questions and games. The points don't matter. The funny does. And every once in a while, you'll see a rube or a rustic tuck the uh, <laughs> tablecloth into their pants and stand up and ruin everyone's evening. That's someone who never went to a practice restaurant. So join me and the best comedians in the English-speaking world for International Waters. Go to MaximumFun.org or look for us in the iTunes store. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Michelle Balloon, super awesome lady. Wait, I guess, sorry, We this might have been a little bit rude. We were listing topics that we wanted to talk about. Michelle, do you have anything that you want to throw on the pile? Um, well, uh, should I, uh, anecdotal or, or things that I'm doing? Uh, I mean, well, I mean, there'll be a plug section at okay, the end. Okay, then of no. The, okay. I took, I took my daughter, Tenny. She is a 13 months. I took her uh, last month to the L.A. County Fair. Had she enjoyed Seems like that? a bad call. Right. It was it was the best time ever. Um, but uh, she went on her first pony ride, and it seemed like the most dangerous thing that could have ever happened. That terrifies me. It, but it said I one saw... year or older, and I said, she's a year and a week, so let's throw her on this thing. I saw a pony ride at the Pumpkin Festival in mm-hmm. Pasadena, which I attended, <laughs> where, by the way, they were out of pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> they were just trying to, like, like we have a squash? <laughs> Go to the Rouse. We have some other gourds. A variety of legumes. Sure. Get some orange paint and some bananas. They, yeah. I had to pick a fruit. It was the wrong shape. I sure, picked it quick. It's fine. Just draw on this old deflated yeah. volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> I think anything banana is funny. So I'm, the, right. I'm there with you, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, at, the, <laughs> at, the, uh, at the festival, mm-hmm. I thought about putting my two-year-old son on a pony. It seemed like a bad call then. You know, okay, I, we, we're at the fair and there's a, it says a year and older. I'm like, okay, so we're walking up the steps, and I'm explaining to her, hey, if you, she's pointing at the pony. If you want to get on the pony, you got to go to this guy. He's going to put you on the pony. And he sees her, and he says, how old is she? And I said, she's a year and a week. You say you can do a year and older. And so he grabs her. He puts her on the pony, straps her in. And then lets her go. What kind of straps are we talking about? Like they're like leather, like a, just a belt. It's a thing. standard pony strap. It's your standard pony strap. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. A good old 15 incher. Mm-hmm, sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. Six, six uh, stud holes or whatever. Sure. Call oh, them. classic. Yeah, this sounds. Yeah. This yeah. sounds. Yeah, this sounds uh, mm-hmm. pretty by the book. Classic. Okay. Classic. Okay. Look, if I got a 15 incher and some stud holes, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not one talking about my daughter. Sorry. I don't know. But okay. Um, I, but I, no. She, and, and they and I and I ah, and then I felt like a bad mother, and I said, "Aren't you going to walk beside?" her and he so, says she's fine she's not gonna fall out and die that's did he didn't she? say the die part 
He didn't say the die part, but no. that's what I heard. So we are, these ponies are just going in a circle, They're right? They're going in a circle. But the funny thing is there is a guy walking around with kids and not my baby. And huh. th- my, she's clearly a baby bouncing around and bouncing. Were there maybe like some celebrity kids on the ponies who needed like <laughs> the help more? I didn't notice because I was too concerned about the fact that I just did the dumbest thing I could have ever done. And uh, But she ended up not falling off and ended up having a great time. And was like petting the horse. And first people were like, oh, my God, look at the baby on that pony. Oh, my God. And then – and I was scared. I was like – And then people were like, oh, my God. Thank you. Yes. Look at the baby That's on that pony. That's my baby. That's my baby. <laughs> people were giving you $10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a great baby. Thank you for sharing that with uh, me. It was. But it was scary. It was – It was, It was. was. Uh, I don't think they should allow year-old babies – that was my. I'm, yeah. I go. I go to places and I check the age limits. I'm like, oh, you think you should be this? Just add a to couple. Ride just add ride? two years. I'll put add my... two years. Add six inches. Yeah. No. It's that's a good. That's a good. Two years and six inches. That's my policy. That's for a good rule, rides. Of baby. Uh, I feel like the circular fair ponies, mm-hmm. the circle walking fair ponies, like. I bet they bum out other horses. Like I bet if other horses, they're like, "Fuck, man!" They just bump. Like I bet it's like a guy, like a mumbling guy pacing around in front of a bus station. Like how that bums us out. Yeah. I bet that's that's what a circular fair pony is the too. Poor fair ponies. I know. Anyway, they just seem kind of bummed and broken, and like Jordan, they just walk in a circle. Jordan, can you tell me about the billboard that you saw? Uh, sure. Um. So I want to let's the, the you guys are familiar with the uh, Silver Lake neighborhood yes, of yes the yes Los Angeles. This is a, sort of a this is a neighborhood in Los Angeles that maybe ten or fifteen years ago was a hot gentrifying neighborhood. Sure. These days, it's a sort of neighborhood for affluent hip forty year olds. It keeps moving east. Yeah, everything's moving east now. The new. Silver Lake of yore is is Echo Parky. The main, I would call the main kind of person there, Mm -hmm. a young mom with a colorful scarf and a giant iced coffee. Sure. Uh, I hate that iced coffee smell. I know people like iced coffee, but that smell. I I will correct you, by the way. A mom with a young child, but not a young mom. There is not a mother giving birth to a child in all of Silver Lake under the age of 37. Okay. Okay. That's that's fair. That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so you can kind of like the the billboards in Silver Lake uh, are of a very specific, a couple of like specific genres that don't. It doesn't deviate too far out of yes out of various categories. There's like Sub Pop has a billboard there mm-hmm. where they just like will rotate in whatever album they come uh, they've come out with. I think like K Records has one, um, and then like you know you'll see like a Bushmills. Billboard, like you know, one of the ones with Aaron Paul on them. Mm-hmm. You'll see a lot of that, and then like occasionally you'll see a billboard for like a Spanish language morning show. Yeah, you sure. gotta throw one of those in there. Yeah, like that's oh, and then like American Apparel. There's always yeah. a million of like the creepiest American Apparel billboards. El Cucuy, sure, El Cucuy, El Cucuy. for instance, El Piolín. These are two examples. Sure, Cucuy, a busty woman in a referee outfit. Yeah. I don't know if she has the show or what's if she's the, the relationship between her and El Cucuy. We do not. Know. <laughs> well, I think it's a will they won't they thing. Yeah, I got. I got to meet. Will? I got to meet this Cucuy. Oh, he's great. Uh, but the other day, I saw a billboard, and this is right in the middle. This is this is Sunset and Alvarado, which is arguably the the heart of the thing. Uh, I would consider that almost Echo Parky, though. Oh, maybe? Is that we're getting mm-hmm. pre-Echo Park there? We're getting pre-Echo Park on Alvarado. Oh, you know, maybe you're right. Uh, okay. Anyways. Maybe, but maybe still, right. I think my... No, it's still the same idea. It stands. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyways. Uh, but 
Michelle, thank you for <laughs> disputing that point on behalf of the three percent of our listeners. <laughs> Everybody, open up your Google Maps and sure. double click, uh, click a couple times. Guys, yeah. can we talk about Masa of Echo Park? That's one of my favorite places to get it's pizza. Nice. Thank the you. Pizza's yeah, good. <laughs> got real coal ovens there. Real coal mm-hmm. ovens yeah. makes all the difference. All the difference. And finally, Mendocino Farms. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> uh, um, uh, right there. In the thing, this is like above an American apparel where you have the creepiest, yeah, you know, Terry Richardson American apparel billboard. Yeah, we don't use sweatshops and everybody's treated well, but we're- Yeah, look at this look camel at, toe. Yeah, yeah. This, this, this person who might be under the age of 18 is naked. You know? <laughs> sure. Not naked, but you know. Sure. Got Nude-ish. It. Keep going. We're- I feel like they would be less creepy if they were nude. I feel like if it was just a nude woman and it said American Apparel, I'll be like, yeah, I'm not as creeped out by that. Anyway. Yeah, I think that I think their feints towards nudity, yeah. their creative ways to suggest sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she should just be smoking and gambling. Yeah. And nude. Yeah. I think they should just have like, I always see the same like gray American Apparel hooded sweatshirt, you know, mm-hmm. like just have some, the guy who actually wears it on a billboard, you know, just the nerdy computer developer. Yeah, just, sure. It's That's, just a uh, it's just a guy sitting in a craft beer bar yeah, looking at with, his iPhone. There you go. Yes. Come on. American Apparel. Come on, guy. What's his name? Uh, Bryce. <laughs> no, let's look at the American Apparel guy's name. Terry oh. Richardson. Oh, Terry Richardson Terry, takes the he's a pictures. photographer. Oh, Char Chaz Charmander. Pokemon. Charmander. He's a really gross Pokemon. Charmander Pokemon. Yeah, that guy. Oh. Dog Thank Charney. you. God Dog damn. Charney. It's the evolved form of Charmander. <laughs> Jordan, at some point you learn three too many things about Pokemon. Oh, man, I have this buddy who's playing Pokemon, and I just want to talk to him about Pokemon all Isn't day. Isn't there a new Pokemon There's out totally right now? There's totally a new Pokemon, which the Pokemon people love. I've never played it because it was after my time. You know, and that's my thing. I think is I'm that, like, like 10 years. Am I 10 years older it's my, than you? It's my demo. It's my zone. Yeah. But, like, I was just three years too late for it. Yeah, that I'm, and Power Rangers. I just can't relate yeah, to people I'm not, who have yeah, no, nostalgia I was for like, those. I was like regular NES, Atari 7800, regular NES. Okay. That, that's my... Yeah. Idea. Yeah, my, my brother's eight years younger than me, and I remember him liking Pokemon and Power Rangers and me thinking they were literally the worst thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. <laughs> I still like... Isn't the game... I saw, like, some screenshots of the new game, and it looks like... Oh, it's like a cartoon. It's like you're playing the cartoon. Oh, it is. Okay, maybe I, what I was looking at was, was something that was less impressive than yeah. what you're explaining. Still, maybe no. you really love it so much you're painting a beautiful it picture could be, of it. It could be. Yeah, it could just be... I, yeah. It's like you're in there. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, like I feel like I have this Pokemon friend, and I also have a Uh-oh, wrestling friend. I, I made friend. him start it, didn't I? I think I might have made him start it. What do you mean? Uh, you're t- to get you started talking about Pokemon. Oh, no. I will, I'll stop here. I was just uh-huh. going to say, like, uh, like I also have a friend who knows about wrestling, and I just oh. love talking to him about wrestling. Anyway, it's it. nice when you talk to no. someone who has no, 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 no. a little insight into one of those. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Sunset and Alvarado. Yes. Above the American Apparel. Is a huge, huge billboard for the new Nicholas Sparks book, <laughs> which is called. I'm sorry, I had Brian Google the name for me, but Brian, would you tell me what the name of that? The longest, ride. the longest ride, and from the from the man who brought you the notebook, and the picture is like a sweeping wheat the, vista. The man who brought you the carnation, <laughs> right? You made that up. The man who brought you. The Kiss House. It's Nico. Kiss house. It's Nico Cases. Yeah. The longest ride. <laughs> ah, right. Yeah. So I'm wondering what 
what's the what's the marketing reason for putting That's that there? Crazy. Is that just a random ad buy that they were doing, and it's just wrong, it's, or is it tapping into like guilty pleasure or something? But right, or maybe like I mean, I feel like there's that contrarian streak there. There's that like guy who wants to tell you that the Lone Ranger was actually pretty good. Is there a guy there who's like, you know, Nicholas Sparks is a good writer. I know <laughs> the movies ruined it. But he's a good writer. Like, is uh, is that billboard for that guy? Yes. Okay. Because I'd like to live in that world. <laughs> Where there's just a guy who's all about Nicholas Sparks, but also collects a lot of vinyl. Yes. Yeah. And no doubt a fucking about it. I want to I live in a world where the guy who owns the new record store, mm-hmm. the store that sells new records. Sure. Uh, has a uh, like a tabletop display at the checkout counter for the new Nicholas Sparks novel. <laughs> Just a matchup of those uh, things. That he's been paid by Nicholas Sparks' publisher yeah. to, to uh, feature. The guy is, he's he's taken swigs out of a jelly jar filled with homemade sun tea. Sure. And just talking up the new Sparks. Uh, some, some of Tom Clancy's less appreciated books. <laughs> He's been talking up the new Sparks. He's been talking up the new Sparks, their comeback album. <laughs> and he's drinking Sparks. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I'm into Sparks, Sparks, and Sparks. And there's a sports team, the L.A. Sparks. There you go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Was that soccer? I don't Arena know. football? They do something. Ladies basketball? Might be ladies basketball. Yeah. Ladies soccer? You know, I, if since it's above the American Apparel billboard, uh, and it's the the name, the longest ride sounds completely uh, like it's a porn movie. Perhaps maybe they should combine forces and take the half naked American Apparel model sticker up there on the, the Sparks longest billboard, ride. And right then, into this gal's yeah, partially exposed butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jordan, I'm glad you brought up uh, the great neighborhood of Silver Lake. Sure, uh, because. My wife and I have been looking at preschools for my young son. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm He's not looking forward to this. presently in daycare. And in our neighborhood, there simply aren't a lot of preschools. Um, and so we've been looking at – we've been going to these sort of information sessions for preschools. Mm-hmm. And it's like it, when they try and sell you a timeshare? Yeah, that's exactly what you it's like. You get free luau tickets at the end though. People ask <laughs> the worst – the worst people in these are the worst people in the world. Oh, so you're in a group with people. So you're in a group with other parents. Oh, I would love to be parents. in those groups. That'd be so funny. Uh, yes, it's this... like being in jury selection where you have people have to answer really personal questions in front of you. Your biggest, your number one problem, if you when you get to this point in your life, mm-hmm. will be not building your entire act. Yeah, I found fantastic. <laughs> these horrible, horrible people asking the weirdest, most specific questions about these preschool. And their academic philosophies <laughs> for their two for their two year olds. Here's the, I guess I'm right now my the first thing I'm hearing is a lot of like uh, a lot of what what will you do to t- to accommodate my child's various diet intolerances. So one of the schools we visited is a school that we visited because I'm not going to lie I'm not going to sugarcoat yeah. it. We visited it because we heard they had a goat. <laughs> sure, that's as good a reason as any. Hey, we're in. And uh, not only – there's no peanuts allowed in the entire school. Mm-hmm. No peanut products allowed in okay. the entire school. That's a lot of pressure because everything's everything may contain peanuts. You yeah. know, if somebody's – if somebody's if one of the kids is allergic to peanuts, what the fuck can you do? Sure. You know what I, I get mean? It. I get it. Um, I'll, yeah, I mean, maybe his class, you know, peanut, peanut products. Sure. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I can understand that. But no sugar allowed? 
not just no sugar, like no sweets, mm-hmm. but nothing that contains sugar. So no ketchup. No, no ketchup. I don't know. I guess I guess you probably shouldn't send no a jelly? three-year-old no. to school with ketchup. No but. peanut butter or jelly. Huh. And guess what? No bread, because bread is made with refined if, sugar. Whoa. Wow. I don't know what you're supposed to give them. Just carrots, I guess. Yeah. I'm confused as to why they think they can tell people that. Yeah. I, it's, it's a, I mean, they got a whole educational philosophy. You, got it. you should learn about their educational philosophy. <laughs> uh, it's empathetic learning. And when does your son start? <laughs> so we applied to that school. Yeah. Um, you got to apply to as many as you can because nobody gets into any of them. It's such a crazy thing. Uh, so anyway. But usually the, the people at the school who run the school, I mean, they're people who run a fucking preschool. They're nice. Mm-hmm. They've chosen to live their lives making, you know, the directors of these schools probably make $45,000 yeah. a year. And the people that work there make $25,000 a year. And they've all chosen to spend their lives taking care of other people's children. God bless them. Mm-hmm. These are generally mm-hmm. speaking very nice people. The parents, on the other hand... Just abhorrent people. <laughs> I can't even imagine. And the, we went to this school in Silver Lake, and there was this woman there. Um, Are the Nicholas Sparks books part of the curriculum? Like, do they read, like, <laughs> illustrated Sparks books to kids? Yeah, they have abridged, illustrated oh, okay. Sparks It's classic. like comics classics. Board yeah. books? Yeah, Some sure, Sparks sure. board books? They do have Sparks <laughs> boards. Yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> Lil Sparks. <laughs> Lil Sparks. <laughs> There was a Instead woman. Instead of the notebook, it's the coloring book. <laughs> ah! oh, sorry, I want to hear about these crazy people. <laughs> there was this woman <laughs> in uh, this class that I visited, and offhandedly, the teacher mentioned, and this is, I'm sure, the case in most of these preschools, given the demographics of mm-hmm. uh, East Los Angeles, that uh, almost all of the teachers in the school spoke Spanish, and that they spoke Spanish sometimes with the kids. Um, and this woman raised her hand and said with a very heavy Spanish accent, which I, I will not attempt to uh, replicate. I've never <laughs> spent any time in Spain. Uh, but asked in a very heavy Spanish accent, first she asked uh, whether they speak English and Spanish together or English and Spanish discreetly. Mm-hmm. The woman who ran this school honestly was a little thick-headed. She had a really hard time figuring out what the woman was asking. And she's like, well, you know, they just talk to the kids and sometimes they speak Spanish and ha, 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 ha. And she says – and then the, the Spanish woman says, well, do they, do they speak to the children idiomatically? Idiomatically, she said. Mm-hmm. Um, and do they use these words? Like, for example – and she saved, gave the example of a Spanish word. She said, which is not even a real word in Spanish. And the teacher – the woman who runs the school completely lost at this point, just totally lost – because essentially what this woman was asking was, are these Mexicans? That's what she was asking. Uh, she's like – she's, she's, she literally said that's not, even a, that's not even a real word in Spanish. And you hear people around here saying it all the time. But which it, she means Mexicans and Central Americans. Was it like tostada? Like what, what, what word did she say? <laughs> I, I don't know. It was a – fourth meal. <laughs> my Spanish is too poor to have recognized the word. But I was just stunned. And this woman was just sort of smiling broadly and asking these questions. She just wants to make sure that 
she can raise her child in Los Angeles sure. speaking Spanish, but not dirty Spanish. Oh, my <laughs> Very God. specific dialect. <laughs> yeah. You should have followed her around to the rest of the schools. Oh, my God. I was like, mm, schism. <laughs> I was out. I was out. I couldn't deal with it. Was I, the goat also racist? This was not the one with the goat. Oh, but okay. I'll tell you what happened. This one had a way too long presentation. Mm-hmm. And this adorable dog walked past the window. Mm-hmm. And Teresa was there with me, and she couldn't. She was just at the wrong angle to see the dog. Mm-hmm. But it was a group of maybe ten parents mm-hmm. in a circle, and I, so I couldn't figure out how to alert Teresa to the dog. So I kind of just, hey Teresa, there's a really funny dog outside the window right now. <laughs> and because of the fact that I have a cold, it just sounded to her like, <laughs> and she didn't see the dog, which was terrible. Yeah, because it was a funny dog. It was this. Was dog he just was. a stray dog? He was a no. He had a owner. Okay, he was a very scruffy dog. But he was a big scruffy uh, dog, oh. which is one of the funniest, cutest. Kind and he of had dog. a hat on. <laughs> he didn't, but he might as well. Have. That's I like. I like the idea of Teresa just being being not at the exact wrong angle to see a parade of adorable animals. <laughs> well, that was what that was so cruel about by. it. So by the time when that happened. We're 35, 40 minutes into this fucking presentation. Oh I want to shoot myself. I never want to hear another word of, about educational philosophies for four-year-olds again. <laughs> Here's my educational philosophy for a four-year-old. Don't sexually abuse them <laughs> or put them in, in direct physical danger. <laughs> Minimal pony rides. Yeah. Yes. Like, Keep pony rides to a minimum. I'm on board for... The level of the level of uh, like uh, philosophy that I require from a preschool mm-hmm. is: Do they have a thing they do when kids are hitting each other? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really even matter to me that much what the thing is. Just if one th- if they've picked a thing, so mm-hmm. I can tell everyone's Iron, on the same page. Iron Maiden, yeah, exactly. They make them go to an Iron Maiden concert. <laughs> so, thirty-five minutes into this thing, this dog walks past, mm-hmm. and I try. I do everything in my power to bring this dog to my wife's attention. And it has just crushed me that I can't. Yeah. Five more minutes, ten more minutes goes by. This dog is just sitting there? No, he's well, he was sitting there for a minute out right outside mm-hmm. the window. Oh, so you're just sad about it afterwards. Of course. It was post well, did see the dog. The dog's not like waiting for a bus or something. He yeah. left. <laughs> no, but he was there for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And so the rest of the time I'm thinking here I am in this shitty room. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's brought me joy is seeing this funny dog. And I couldn't get it, it, couldn't share it with my wife. 45 minutes, 50 minutes into this presentation, same fucking dog comes walking back the other direction. Oh, man. oh my God. And there's nothing I can do about it. Not again. Absolutely nothing. Was the dog still being funny? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> this dog was amazing. I feel like this, I mean, I'm, I feel like in this case, you're like the audience in Gravity when they see the space junk heading for Sandra Bullock. Yes. Yeah, and you can't. You're in space. You can't control what's happening. Yeah. I saw it as sort of analogous to that video where you're supposed to watch the guys passing the basketball around, but then a gorilla walks past and you don't even notice. It sounds <laughs> to me like you just made up that premise of a YouTube video. No, it's a real video. I've never seen it. Hundred percent real. Is it one of those ones where something scares you? The guy jumps out of the basket, and you know the one, and then they got punched in the face. No, that's one's lost. That's not one. a real. That's not a real video. Let's just go around and say our favorite viral videos. <laughs> Okay, so that's subject number one. Asshole gets it in the nuts. This... Uh, oh, that guy. He was such an asshole. God, he deserved an asshole. it in the nuts. Speaking of assholes, of I want to clear up one other subject here. Sure. Uh-oh. I fucking hate crows. 
Yeah. Oh. They're t- here's my reasoning behind this. Okay. Number one, they're too big. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Every time they come up close to you, you notice how big they are. Why are they up close to you? They're never up close to me. But I'm talking about relatively. Like they might. Oh, okay. If you see them. Crow up, close. Yeah. Yeah. On a, on a crow scale. Uh-huh. <laughs> if Got you it. see them up on a lamppost, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. You, don't, you can't tell. This is a sizable bird. Yeah. It's like a rock. That's number one. They could carry away a small pet. Exactly. So that's the number one reason I don't like them. That's fair. Number two. That's totally fair. They're intelligent and can work in groups, Mm -hmm. but they're not helpers. Mm. So they have their own fucking agenda. Sure. You see what I'm saying? So they haven't... Science has proven that that they're social learners. Yeah. Yeah. But it is also demonstrated they don't give a fuck about us. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're just and looking out for fucking, crows. You sprain your ankle. There's the only person around is a crow. He's not going to get the other crows together, get a rope, no. pull you up, which they totally mm-hmm. could do yeah. according to science. Mm-hmm. But they're they only going to do that. No. They're only going to do that in order to catch a smaller bird or whatever they're it is that crows not. eat. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I'm sorry that you hate crows. Well, corn, I guess. Do you like crows? Um, I had a crow as a pet for a time. That's not true. It is true. I, it, I, on the way home from elementary school, I found a, a baby crow that had gotten hurt, and then I brought it home, and we raised the crow. Taught the, the crow. This sounds like a made-up story, but we taught, the, we taught the crow to talk. The crow learned to talk. What did it say? I, I, I think it, I can't remember what it said. I think it said hello. Kill humans. Kill humans. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm Man not must a die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Well, Fuck I'm... Jesse Thorne. When he. <laughs> That's very yeah. specific. Yeah, I know. But no, uh, we had a crow. Yeah, and uh, but all the crows around as we brought this baby crow home followed us and got very angry and hung mm-hmm. out there for days. Wow, they were trying to get um, the baby back? Yeah, they wanted so to So get... what you're saying is that you kidnapped a crow's baby. We kidnapped mm. a crow's baby, yeah. And maybe that's why the crow is not going after all my friends and trying to ruin their day. <laughs> you're like, you were essentially, just as in the 19th century... <laughs> There was there were programs to assimilate American Indian children yeah. <laughs> by having white families adopt them away from the reservation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you were doing with crows, trying to turn a crow into a man. That is exactly what I was trying to do. I was trying to turn a crow into a crow man. <laughs> Number, I'll give you two problems with that. <laughs> okay. Number one, thumbs. No matter, it doesn't have them. No. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. Sorry. Thank you very much. Number one, it doesn't have thumbs. Oh, that's so no cute. matter how intelligent it is, mm-hmm. it will never grow thumbs. Mm-hmm. Number two, it does not know compassion. That's true. Only man knows compassion. But now we have. Why can't we use a three D printer? Make the crow a thumb. <laughs> oh, okay. And then you know, maybe fifty years from now, we'll be able to make compassion. Well, yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, there's got to be a compassion chip that you right? could probably make with a three D printer. Uh huh. I think so. So all you capture the crow. You capture the crow. Saw off the top of its head. Implant <laughs> the compassion chip. Wait, 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 wait. Rewind back. Yeah, saw off its head. Saw off its head. It's like a cute little saw. Oh. We're like, oh, we're like one of those are... little knives you used to carve a mm-hmm. pumpkin. How the hell are you going to capture a crow? They're too wily. That's true. They work in groups. They have social intelligence. Just get the other crows to betray it. I, I think that maybe I, I can capture They're... our crow, obviously. I did it find... once. I can do it again. Are you offering your service? Yeah, a crow what's, capturer. What's your price? It's like that. What's that Raven movie with Matthew Broderick from the eighties? <laughs> I don't know. With the crow. The crow. 
No, it was what was it called? It was a martial arts the movie. Falconer. Jason Falcon Lee. something. Brandon Falcon. Lee. Jason Nobody? Lee. God. Wait, Jason Greystoke. Lee. No, that's a Tarzan awesome. movie. Jason Lee's the crow. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> oh, I wish I remembered. Stop things. being bad guys. I'm yelling at you. <laughs> oh, you trying to? I hate that movie. The Crow with Brandon Lee. That was the dumbest I'm movie I've ever seen in my life. Professional skateboarder Jason. <laughs> I put some makeup on and I go out and uh, oh, you're talking, but we mixed up the leads. Is yeah. that the joke? Sorry. Yeah. What, what's your what's sticking in your craw about the Brandon Lee Crow movie? It's, I'm so far removed from that movie, but I remember being very angry about how much I hated it. I thought it was just silly. Yeah, that was I think during the wave of like '90s goth movies, yes. including The Craft mm. and No Others. I never, I've never even heard of No Others. No, I, I, I just, I, those were the only two goth movies I could think of you from may- the mid nineties. Oh. So I said oh. No Others. <laughs> so no was- Others is a good name for a goth movie, though. To be fair, <laughs> I was like No Others. It's yeah. on Netflix. There's no because way you're fear. catching a crow, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Fear is kind of a no matter how movie. much I pay you, you're not going to catch a crow. No, it was a, a dumb luck, you know, a, a naive child. It was like the Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. Those kids aren't going to find Narnia when they're older. You got to no. be a kid. Yeah. You have to have the wide-eyed innocence, then you can catch a crow. You can be jerking why? off all day. Child is <laughs> a child is pu- is pure of heart. I bet my daughter can catch a crow for you. She could catch it, and she could kill it. The only way to kill a crow <laughs> is if you're pure of heart. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess the catch twenty two is that once you kill it, you cease becoming pure of heart. So that's then, true. if you're not, pure you can of only heart... capture one crow in your lifetime. Oh. So that's why it's our responsibility to be fruitful and multiply because each child <laughs> kills a manifest one destiny crow. thing. We're losing though. We're losing this battle. Yeah, I mean the other option again is to adopt the crows into white families mm-hmm. um, along the. Why Eastern white seaboard. families? I don't understand why. Why we're we white teach families. them teach them American Christian values. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Is it part of this, the the apocalypse that all the 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 crazy right wingers are are. Yeah, once Israel becomes its own yeah, state, yeah, they're all like it's part the crows of it. The crow will take captures. over. Sure. Uh-huh. Do you have any, all everybody with pure of heart children? Please go out and kill your <laughs> kill, kill your crow. Everybody, kill your crow. And then once a blue cow stands astride the Holy Land, uh-huh. yeah, that all makes sense. We are in business. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Michelle Balloon, the third person in the room. Look, let's say you're out there. For instance. And you're looking for a set of eyewear. Okay. It might be because you need corrective lenses. It might be because you prefer a tinted lens just to alter your outlook on the world. Maybe you need a second pair of glasses. Maybe you need a first pair of glasses. Maybe you need a fourth pair of glasses. Well, I've got great news. This week's episode brought to you in part by our friends at Warby Parker. That's amazing. Oh, you're what telling me. What a coincidence. Me. You're telling me. Apparently, I need all those glasses. I'm in the market for some glasses. And here's a, here's a service that provides them. Yeah, well, I've got great news. Warby Parker glasses, they start at $95. You can try on their glasses absolutely for free, so you can uh, get up to five pairs and then return whichever ones you don't like. Uh, and uh, for every pair of glasses that you buy from Warby Parker, they buy a pair for someone in need. It's terrific. That is super terrific. You're telling me. I just go ahead and use that service. Yeah. I, I say just go ahead and do that, Jordan. Yeah. Go to WarbyParker.com, order your prescription glasses, sunglasses, or reading glasses, enter code JJGO, and you'll get new glasses within three business days. Whoa. That's very fast. That is very fast. WarbyParker.com and enter JJGO. 
Nothing up on the Jumbotron this week. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. If you want to sponsor upcoming episodes of this or any Maximum Fun podcast, drop an email to Jennifer at MaximumFun.org. My beautiful wife, Teresa, going on maternity leave because the baby's on the way. Wow. Right now it lives inside her tummy. Not for long, my friends. Thank God. <laughs> Soon it'll be deader than a doornail. <laughs> what? That's a horrible thing to say. That was a horrible thing to say. It's a horrible thing to say. Right now, one way or the other, she's not going to be pregnant anymore. Which right now it lives inside her tummy, and pretty soon it's going to be living inside her house. Yes. You got room? Technically, our, her tummy's inside our house. But it'll be living outside her tummy in our house. Well, not really, but, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> pretty soon they're going to have bunk beds, and that'll be great. That's a lot of fun. That'll be cute. Yeah, so email Jennifer at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Michelle Balloon, super glad to be here. Hey, guys. Uh, for your edification, Michelle. Yes. Last week on the program, we announced the Jordan Jesse Go Poetry Contest. Mm-hmm. We asked people to write poems about my co-host Jordan Morris. Oh, you've met him. Yes, I have met him a number of times. Sure. Odes, odes to Jordan Morris. The the only thing we didn't want was jokey dumb poems. Oh, like a real poem. Like a I Grecian wanted urn. real. I wanted real poetry. Mm-hmm. Nothing that could be interpreted as a slam. Yeah. Got it. I, I didn't want... Although you can do slam-style poetry. Yes. That's yeah. really fresh. Mm-hmm. And we had a professional <laughs> slam-style poet at one point say that she was submitting something. I don't mm-hmm. know if she was one of the finalists, but she, a professional slam poet did submit It's difficult if you're a slam poet to submit something because that's something you kind of need to hear. So you got to put that performance put it on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. you got to well, show up. Good news. Professional voice actor Jesse Thorne is going to be performing these four finalist mm. poems for you. However, I've got even better news. On the line from the San Francisco Bay Area is the only past Jordan Jesse Go poet, uh, Jordan Jesse Go guest, who's also a professional poet. Our good friend Bucky Sinister. Hi, Bucky. How are Hi, you? Bucky. Hey, Bucky. Hi, I'm great. Hey, glad to be here. Um, now we should clarify: there's no such thing as a full-time professional poet, hmm. but Bucky has not, been paid for not poetry. even the poet laureate. Yeah, I, I'm I'm an editor by day. Uh, that's yeah. It, it, there's there's a few people who maybe get like a you've got like a genius grant or won a Nobel Prize or something mm-hmm. like that. I guess you could make a living, but it, it's not really a job. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry out there, poets, you're yeah, not doing nothing. Here's the good news: we've got these finalists, and one of them is going to go home with a Jordan Jesse Go MaximumFun.org <laughs> prize pack featuring uh, Jordan Jesse Go Maximum Fun. Water bottle. God. Tumbler rocks glasses for, so they can drink their troubles away <laughs> in classic poet fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, other shit we have in the closet. Yeah, fit, that fits in the bag. Yeah, whatever fits <laughs> Things in that a, are smaller than a bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever fits in a priority mail flat rate box <laughs> and we can find lying around is oh. what one of these people is going to get. And I think Bucky is going to be the final determiner. Are you ready for that kind of responsibility, Bucky? I am. And, you know, while I do think we have some strong finalists here, I, I, I want to express a, a, a little bit of dismay with, 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 the, with the entries overall. There's some of these listeners really hacked it up. I, <laughs> Whoa! Some shit you know, talking. Coming out swinging. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 
I'm not, not going to, like, I mean, this isn't like a, a dumb guy podcast. Uh, you guys do better. <laughs> well, I guess, and, and, I guess you were and, wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, it's not like, you know, whatever. It's, it's Look, if, if these came from walking the room, like, I would be, I would be fine with that. Cause whatever. Whoa! Did we just enter the slam zone? Jeez. Man, uh-oh. Someone I, yeah, just got put you know, on blast. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, like you could tell that some of the by some of the the, the half-assery that was going on that these people were actually smarter than the poems they're writing. Wow! And, and I just say, like, you guys who didn't become finalists, you need to pick the game up. If we do this again <laughs> next year, I, I want you guys to really try, not just write something at work. I want Man, you to, like, like, so not only night. three of these people are not coming in first, they also need to shape up and get better. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the injuries overall. Like some people are just like you know, just like going straight for the Scott joke. Like that's that's not what we're here yeah. for. Hang it up. Jump up my butt. As Thank Jordan you. in Thank Jordan's you. legendary coin. <laughs> okay. So I think I saw that from Mystery Science Theater. Here's okay. Here's our first. Um, here's our first poem. It's from Adequate Substitute for Action. Got it. It's called The Fast and the Jordan. Mm-hmm. He sits at home staring. Thinking about the time they met, how he looked, how he walked, those days were long gone. Tyrese sat back in his chair and smiled. Jordan, damn, you look good, he whispered. That's like a little ode to the time that Tyrese recognized Jordan. Yeah. Tyrese recognized you? Yeah, Tyrese recognized me and said, hey, my man, looking good. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the things I think is the strength of this is, is that it shows that the depth of the uh, of the knowledge of the podcast and the past tales of Jordan's uh, victories. Although I would I would ask you this as a, as a poet yourself, Bucky, do you think that the fact that he fucked up the thing that Tyree said to Jordan <laughs> is a problem? <laughs> mm, yeah, I, you know, I could have it would have been like a little bit of an extra mile if he had actually gone back and find out the exact exact quote. It would have been nice. No, because he did use quotes in, in, in the piece. He did use quotes. So oh, that is true. So it's kind of, if, if he, he quotes, wasn't sure. You need to get this right. Yeah, you need to get this right. So, yeah, it's like, you know, it could have could have been, there's room for improvement here. But, you know, I, I did like it overall. And, and the thing is, very worthy to be a finalist here. And uh, uh, I, I, did, I did like the brevity of it as well. Here's one from Kids As You Know. And by the way, we really got, we literally got dozens and dozens of entries. Between mm. 45 entries, says Brian, between the Facebook and the Tumblr. I mean, there were some really Pretty good. That's great. impressive. Yeah. Uh, so this one is from uh, Kids As You Know. It's called Radio Sweetheart. Jordan, your voice has been with me most nights since I first heard it. Is that strange? Is it strange to tell you that the night the boy I loved first slept next to me, I lay awake, his heavy arms around me, knowing I couldn't sleep without you? I reached across him for the phone where you lived and pulled you close, letting you lull me to sleep. You and Jesse, of course, and a guest. Is it strange that you hung on the wall behind me such that every time I Skype with a grandma or a brother, they ask, who's that man? And I hate to explain what you are to me, Jordan. It's strange, isn't it, that I know you share the cringe of that word podcast, podcaster. The tinny taste of tech in your mouth. Mm -hmm. The polite blankness in the eyes of the outsiders, the unconverted. 
What a heartless word for for you, Jordan. Mm-hmm. You who have shared so much with me. I know you, Jordan, better than I know the classmates in cardigans who sip coffee beside me every morning. I know I don't know you, though. I know you don't know me. Except for the one time, do you remember, in the hotel lobby, confidence bolstered by the cut of my blue dress, I asked for a photo. For Facebook, I said. But what caption, what tags could express what it meant to me for you to hear my voice? I know you too well, Jordan. For you, for you not to know me. You have been my companion on every commute, every cold walk home from every disappointing party, have filled my empty apartment and soothed my anxious mind. I imagine I can sense a sadness in you, a heaviness Mm -hmm. you're trying to stave off, Mm -hmm. but I know I'm being stupid. All of this is terribly stupid, Jordan. This version of you I've made out of anecdotes and headshots isn't you. (laughs) And I know it's strange. It's horribly, incurably strange to say any of this at all. Here's what I like about that one. A tear rolls down my cheek. Here's what I like about that one. Displays empathy. Mm -hmm. And there's also a kind of what seems like a really subtle invitation to an MMF three-way. Sure. (laughs) I guess I'm assuming MMF. Could be MMM. That's a three-way with two ultimate fighters. Yes, exactly. That's a three-way in an octagon. Gotcha. (laughs) Uh, And we're all wearing very tacky T-shirts. Yeah, I like it. I like it, too. I like it. I think that was good. Lots of alliteration. Sure. Yeah, there were some nice de- nice use of devices. I liked the fact that it addressed the idea that she was in love with a construction of you that mm-hmm. she had created in her mind based on these snippets of information mm-hmm. that she had, which in part was the impetus for this contest, understanding the relationship between the man and the construction in listeners' minds. Sure. What did you think, Bucky? Oh, uh, I really liked how there was a lot of the author in this piece. Uh, you, a, lot of the, a lot of the entries, they were kind of more about Jordan, and we really didn't know anything about the person writing it. And, and now we can see a lot of um, her, herself in it. Also, uh, a, a certain vulnerability as well. Like, you know, she exposes her own emotions here, um, you know, rather than like just, you know, just talking about... I think a lot of the, the entries that we, did, we didn't pick are, uh, you know, would just be about Jordan's hair. <laughs> or uh, or something, and it was just like or shorts, uh, you know, like they were just like ah, here's you know five buzzwords on Jordan. This one actually went and said like, here's how I feel about Jordan, mm-hmm. and just put put herself out there. So kudos for that. This one, good points, all good points. I think this one is from Elevators. It's called Someday Zoom, mm-hmm. and I like that. I think that this one has a sort of a hip hop beat. Can I just re Zoom? Yeah. Real quick. I uh said my uh my Zoom for your for your uh benefit, Michelle. My mm-hmm. Zoom was stolen out of my oh, car. Oh my god. I got an iPod. Two weeks. It broke. I went back to the Apple store, they gave me a new one. It was broken in the box. <laughs> you got like Fuck a lot Apple. Why does why do people like Apple so much? And everyone at the genius bar was mean to me and when I was talking to a guy, he went in the back, changed it to his street clothes, and left the store. Sorry. Fucking Zunes rule. That's how... I didn't know people even had Zunes anymore. Yeah, I had a Zune. The marketplace was shut down. Oh. It did not sell music anymore. <laughs> That's how I Sorry. ended up with my Windows phone. Yeah. My dumb iPhone broke after 13 months. Hmm. Anyway. I didn't drop it or anything. Just stopped working. Started shutting <laughs> itself down automatically. 
And uh, then they, I went to the Genius Bar. They were mean to me, offered me a chance uh, for a uh, $50 off refurb mm-hmm. iPhone. And I was like, yeah, I'll just take this thing I got for free for being a social media influencer. I'm not discounting your problems, but I have, I'm not a crazy person, but I have all Apple products. <laughs> and I've had nice experiences. With, they gave me That's good. A, a, a lot of people do. A, a lot super of- shuttle ran over my iPhone, which is clearly <laughs> my fault. And they gave me a new one because the guy was like, ah, we get to do this every once in a while. Here's your new, here's your new one. I think all of my interactions with iPhones are colored by this one time when I was doing a show at the Apple Store in New York. Oh, that and sounds awful. With with Stephen with Stephen Colbert. Oh, that sounds lovely. And Stephen Colbert and I were sitting in a room. And yeah, those cancel each other out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a neutral experience. Okay, now it's a new. Now now I'm kind of yeah in the gray area. We were sitting in a very tiny office that was serving as the green room, facing each other directly. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, this is my chance to talk to Stephen Colbert just as a normal person. Stephen Colbert's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, this woman from Apple walked in, stood between the two of us with her back to me, like maybe a foot in front of me, uh, and just asked Stephen Colbert if he wanted any free Apple stuff, uh, (gasps) and then looked at me scornfully and left. (laughs) Like anything? Like he could have been like, yeah, I want that 50-inch iMac. It was like, he was very kind. Stephen Colbert was very, he was like, oh, thank you for the iPads you gave me or whatever. iPads. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You should have. You should have asked one of the geniuses. <laughs> here's a here's here's a someday. I want a zoom. little wiener with some facial piercings. <laughs> I th- I think Apple makes good products. My wife has had very good experiences with them. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like our anti-Apple rant yeah, on a podcast is like a pro-gay marriage rant at a uh, comedy club in the South. Yeah, we're we're um uh, but you know sincerely, I sincerely think Apple makes good products. Um, yeah. Can you hire the geniuses for kids' birthday parties? <laughs> <laughs> to just come and to come and uh, roll their eyes at your kids. All they do is yeah, they just, just spin a pinwheel. Like- hey, hey. <laughs> okay, here we go. Loading. Someday soon. Heat up the booth. Show them all who the best is. Def quips about Netflix before we know who the guest is. Mm-hmm. And a topical reference. I'm proud that I get this. A legion of fans. Max Fun be the set kid. A puff of curly hair like that medical smoke off the top of his head like an incredible joke. In the podcasting world, there's none better than Jordan. Oh, shit. My phone screen turned off. <laughs> One, Hi, iPhones. <laughs> one time described a porno and scared girls on the forums. Someday soon, Jordan's going to blow up. Someday soon, they'll pick another show up. Showbiz anecdotes. Jordan, get your dough up. To yourself, stay true. Don't force yourself to grow up. Champion jokes about life and pop culture. Gave up on the pipe smoke when it gave him an ulcer. He's the best man with a deadpan. Jesse Thorne's right hand. Throw a battery of yes ands. Wow. Wow. Yay. Someday soon, I get it. Yeah. I thought uh, it was good. And you, but, uh, that was good, but uh, thanks to your fantastic voice actor. Yeah, very nice. I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. know you could, uh, could, could, could uh, spit. Well, you Jesse. know, I think that in this case, uh-huh. the fact that I can barely talk really yeah. lent a certain <laughs> yeah. credibility to it. Sure. Yeah, a little MCA. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think this would make good walk-up music for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, if you're entering a ring, come sure. to the bat. The octagon. Maybe, uh-huh. <laughs> maybe just entering a party. 
It's know. like it's yeah. like it's like you're a lose yourself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like how he's also predicting that I'm going to get some sort of marijuana based ulcer. <laughs> oh, I thought that actually happened. He's hey, I don't think it did. <laughs> I thought he was saying that you had to quit pot smoking because yeah. think, you had an ulcer. I think he meant. I think he assumed that you had quit smoking a pipe pipe. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, well, I just did that because I realized it didn't get me high. <laughs> yeah, well. What the fuck am I doing? Um, Bucky, yeah. I know that you, you've you performed poetry and you've certainly hosted more than your fair share of uh, performance poetry events in San Francisco over many years. Oh, yes. Um, I won't ask you to grade my performance because it was <laughs> obviously an A. <laughs> um, but oh, I, you know, I thought, it, I thought it brought a lot. To uh, to just a page, I didn't really quite get the uh, the rhythm of it from just reading it. So I, I do think he did a good performance of it because then I was like, oh, that's precisely what this guy was doing when he wrote it. He um, it was it was meant to be wrapped and not just read. Yeah, I agree. I I was impressed. Here's here's our here's our last contestant, our last finalist. Uh, this is Todd Todd Swanson. It's called More Is the Man. That sounds like a made-up name. <laughs> More is the man who, for any fan, will drink limeritas, drink trash in a can. More is the man, a Californian, with the finest of dick jokes readily at hand. More is the man who deserves a hand for making cat ownership cool again. And more is the man for whom sugar is banned. Would some you young punk undertake such a plan? More is the man who self-deprecatan is misunderstood by the Max Fun clan. More is the man you must understand that over ten years one's persona expands. More is the man. Ah, yes. More is the man. Morris Jordan. <laughs> uh, yeah, well... I mean, I think we had three, four really like, different styles. They're very different. That was a good selection of finalists. You know, I want to mention one mm -hmm. more thing, which is I had said no. I had specifically barred limericks. Mm -hmm. Bordering. I forgot to bar. Even though my dick is so long, I can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to bar haiku. Mm-hmm. Um, and one accidentally slipped into the finalists here. How Thanks. does a haiku accidentally slip in? It's the most obvious. Well, they're so tiny. It's easy oh, for yeah. them to... <laughs> I didn't it was really a mistake by our, by our producer, Sonny D. Look, <laughs> he's only human. Oh, Sonny D. <laughs> he's only human, but it's called, it's called a Jordan haiku. And, then Wait, and it was called haiku and it slipped in? <laughs> here we go. Okay. Whatever is it? Jordan's true favorite word. I think it is butts. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that butts. one wins. <laughs> butts. That's but. great. That was a, I, I have to admit, I, I, had I had complained and threatened and cajoled mm -hmm. no jokey bullshit poems, but I'm glad that one made the finals. Yeah, that's, you know. However, I'm, I can't send that that's, man a prize. Sure. A prize that's but, no, that was by accident. That was but so butts, delightful. Butts is a funny word. So our, oh, our, I agree. Our finalists to recap. The Fast and the Jordan, Got it. which was about Tyrese. Radio Sweetheart, which was a, a lovely piece about a woman's relationship with Jordan's voice. Mm -hmm. In the imagined Jordan and real Jordan. Someday Zune, 
the hip hop styled mm-hmm. piece, and more is the man, which may literally have been in in an ode. Yes, Bucky, what do you think? What are what are your initial feelings? Well, uh, definitely my two favorites are, are, the, are the first of the Faster Than Jordan and, and Radio Sweetheart, um, and, and I think they just stand out from from both of the others. I if I had to write one, I would probably write one more like Faster Than Jordan. Um, it's cause that's, I like kind of the shorter, uh, kind of pithy bits. Um, are you asking me to, 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 make my pick though right now? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, are we both? Yeah, I mean, Bucky, you, can, you can talk it out a little bit. But yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're talking it Is out the a little bit. Is the Jordan the first one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was the one about to yeah. race. I mean, yeah, I, one my, of the my, things, one of the things that I liked about Radio Sweetheart was, how well it synthesized the subject matter mm-hmm. and uh, and a sincere personal viewpoint into what I thought was a very touching tribute. It was sweet. I thought it was very yeah. sweet. I I really do like that one too because, like I said, I, I think it was the only one of all the entries that really gave us a sense of who the author was. Yeah, and I, I think that's important. I, I think there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of poetics that that uh, that have no narrator that have uh, no sense of uh, the the self or the I, and uh, I, I don't like those poems as much. <laughs> I, 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 I want to hear someone's point of view, and I want to hear who they are. I want to know more about the person after reading the poem than, than before. Well, so. Bucky, it's it's all down to you, sir. We're okay. talking about pocket vibrators. Mm-hmm. We're yeah, okay. Ta- well, we're talking about personal lubricant. We're possibly talking about a coaster set. Oh, that These are the, over the edge. kinds of a things. A few stray cough drops. <laughs> Some shredded documents. One of my business cards. <laughs> sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. One of Michelle Balloon's promotional business cards. Perhaps a book that a publisher sent us that we don't want. <laughs> a galley proof. Yeah. This is like, op- it's like Oprah's favorite things, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, comparable. Bucky, who's your pick? Is it? Uh, the Fast and the Jordan by Adequate Substitute for Action, or is it Radio Sweetheart by Kids As You Know? Well, I, I think I'm going to have to go uh, with Radio Sweetheart. Yes. Uh, Yay! Fan favorite. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, uh, there's also some other things that look like there was a lot more effort put into that than a lot of the others. Yeah. And uh, also, it just hit, uh, hit uh, more colors on the old emotional palette. And it was the most sexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that about it. <laughs> Especially yeah, the other were... ones weren't really erotic at all. I guess the butts one kind of was. Yeah. <laughs> I could jerk it to that. And I mean, most stuff with Tyrese is at least a little <laughs> no, bit that's, erotic. No, you know what? That's true, yeah. The mention of Tyrese has a certain eros. Well, Bucky, thank you so much for helping us pick a winner in the Jordan Morris Poetry Contest. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, do you have any exciting stuff coming up? You are both a performance poet uh, a poet on the page, and I know that I'm listing three things here, a stand-up comic. Uh, yes. you have any big shows coming up in San Francisco? Uh, I just have my regular weekly show uh, at the Dark Room uh, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. It's called The Business, and it's me and Caitlin Gill, uh, Sean Keen, and Nato Green, and they're all fantastic. And then we also have various other guests around. I have done the show. It is tons of fun. Yeah, tons real, of fun. Yeah. Real fun show. Go see it at the Dark Room on Mission Street. Fun, fun thing to do. 
do it with yourself. And Bucky, what's your most recent book of poetry so people can go buy it? Uh, the most recent book is called Time Bomb Snooze Alarm, <laughs> and it's out on Right, right Bloody Press. And it's available uh, in, in the old school paper format. And also, uh, I, I think it, there's also an ebook of it. Uh, but yeah, you should uh, go look for it. Ask for it by name. Yeah. Rather <laughs> than like description, uh, need this book with a lot of paper in it. Oh. <laughs> yes, what's the title uh, of the book? You know that book with all the stuff in it, the words. Well, Bucky, all right, the new Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> yeah. Bucky, always fun to get a chance to talk to you. If you are our winner, please email Jennifer at maximumfun dot org and let her know that you won the contest, and uh, you know, prove it somehow or something. <laughs> As I'm quickly typing to Jennifer saying yeah. I won the contest. And give her your address and uh, uh, we'll set you up. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. My name is Graham Clark. My name is Dave Shumka. I'm the other guy who hosts Stop Podcasting Yourself. And I'm the other guy that hosts Stop Podcasting Yourself. We are from Canada, so we don't know many of your ways. But what we do know is quality podcasting. And whale blubber. Yeah. There's 50 different words for podcast in our language. We would say all 50 of them, but why don't you just listen to our show and you'll get you'll get the gist of what we're about. We bring a guest on, we talk about their lives, we talk about our lives, we talk about things they've over heard it's a great time and you know what you're not gonna regret it stop podcasting yourself available from maximumfun.org or on itunes brr that's what we say in canada when we're cold Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Michelle Balloon, America's detective. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm America's detective. Wow, that's just, Columbo. Huh? Sort huh? of in the <laughs> Columbo's dead. I'm the new oh, yeah. detective. In the way that Rudolph Giuliani is America's mayor. <laughs> exactly. We all get together once a year. <laughs> Me and and Giuliani Rudy and the Dallas Cowboys, and the America's, Dallas Cowboys team. America's team, and then uh, fourth and a fifth there person. Are, there, are, <laughs> there are a lot of lesser America. I mean, there's like America's Forest Ranger. Sure, uh. his name's Frank. <laughs> Works out at Yellowstone. America's Chicken Sandwich, the BK Spicy Chicken oh, Sandwich. Oh yeah, that, that doesn't have much to say. The yeah. chicken sandwich. It's like a. It's like the Puerto Rico of our voting sure. block. He's just like I cost a dollar. Yeah. He doesn't get a vote. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, that's who we are. Anywho. I hate to tell you guys, but we're going to have to table a couple of these subjects. No, no. I thought we hit all of them. We hit the crow. We hit the thing. I still thing. have a URL that I want to explore. Mm-hmm. Oh. But it has a backstory. I, I can't. Sure. Look. No, well, let's put it, put it on the back burner. I can't get that deep. I'm just happy. That we, I had this opportunity not only to share this fellowship together, mm. but also to celebrate my friend Jordan mm-hmm. and all of the magic that he brings to sure. the world through his special gifts. Thank you. His gifts ranging from his sense of humor, mm-hmm. his empathy, yes. mm-hmm. uh, his ability to entertain. Sure. Uh, to his penis, which is larger so than long you'd expect. that I could <laughs> judging by my foot size. Yes, yes. sure. 
Um, <laughs> so long you can suck it yourself. <laughs> so long. Yeah, it, that would have been work. a reference to a thing that uh, our audience has already heard rather than something they'll hear in the future when we finally put out our live episode from L.A. Podfest, which is where you uh, described your penis in that manner. Okay. Well, they can, they can go back. Look, when you hear... It's like Breaking Bad. We're setting up stuff mm-hmm. that we're going to do later. Whenever it the is flashback. we have to cancel an episode because I've, my wife has had a baby, mm-hmm. and we run that, which is going to be imminent, uh, then you'll hear that, mm-hmm. and you'll be like, oh, that's what Jesse was referring to before, <sighs> yeah. not just about his friend's dick. I mean, mm-hmm. I would talk about Jordan's dick. Of course. We're all adults. Every... <laughs> we already talked about American Apparel. Sure. And that, and that Nicholas Sparks porn. Look, Michelle, we've all got dicks here. Yeah, we sure. do all have dicks here. I mean, except for me. Yeah. We all have dicks. We don't all have a sophisticated understanding of human anatomy. <laughs> um, guys, it's been so fun to chat with you. Mm-hmm. Michelle, of course, is the host of the Balloon Forest Project. Yes, yes. Balloon, it's a current, current events podcast. Me and my friend Mary Forrest. We talk about uh, ourselves for a bit, mm-hmm. then we talk about politics for a longer bit, and then we talk about pop culture type things for a bit. That's a fun trio of topics. It's a fun trio of topics. Uh, we're both very funny. Mm-hmm. It's, a tight, <laughs> it's a tight 45. It's, it's not a tight a, 45. 45 and change. Not mm-hmm. a big heaping hour and 20 mess like this. Oof. Oh, well, uh, my old podcast got. This is not a fucking yeah, ordeal it's, it's, like you this know, thing is. People, people want, people want that. People want more. People who send emails to people want that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. We've built an incredible audience of people who send emails to people. <laughs> Emailers. Yeah, the emailer community is right behind us in our eighty-minute podcast. Yeah. But and we're, st- we're we're doing the forty-five. And of course, you can catch Michelle doing uh, her stand-up comedy all across America. Yeah, check check out my website balloon dot com, and you can also purchase my record album. Balloon is spelled B I. Yes, B I L O O N one L two O's by Loon, and uh, I have an I have a CD out on AST Records called uh, "You Can Be an Asshole." They're run by our good friend Matt Belknap. Mm-hmm. So please pick that up on iTunes or from their website if you want the awesome cover art that comes along with it. They only release good stuff. It, it's always I'm, worth your mm-hmm. nine dollars mm-hmm. or whatever it costs. I'm on happy iTunes. to be part of their posse. Don't be a dope and not buy their product. That's you know that that's America's record label. <laughs> They've got a seat at the table. Yeah, it is. Epic was competing for that. <laughs> no, 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 Matt and Ryan. Sony, Sony was in there. Uh-uh. Um, and I want to mention, please. Bullseye has a live show on Friday night, October 25th. That's my birthday. Sorry. Yeah. So you have to say it if it's your birthday and someone's in you the do. date. You it's do. My Congratulations. You do. Thank you. Here in Southern California, mm-hmm. we've got Bill Hader on the show. <gasps> we've oh. got the beautiful and hilarious June Diane Raphael on the show. Mm. Uh, we've got the uh, amazing band from Odd Future, the internet. What? Uh, we have stand-up comedy from the great Jasper Red. He's beloved past guest. We on this did program. premium blend together. What? Jasper Red. Yes. Um, it's going to be a jam-packed program, uh, and it is sold out. However, here's the good news: hmm. anyone in the entire world can go to kpcc.org. Excuse me. <coughs> <laughs> He's working hard for you. Can go to kpcc.org and watch it live. That's fantastic. That sounds like a lot of fun. 8 p.m. Pacific time on October 25th, Friday. <coughs> so, you know, you're at home with the kids, need some entertainment to share with you. You're waiting for Grimm to come on. <laughs> yeah. Grimm in Wonderland. Sure. Aren't they always in some sort of land? 
Fr- Friday nights are your classic friendless appealing television <laughs> program nights. Yeah. <laughs> you got your JAG. Sure. The, the, the new TGIF. Your X-Files. <laughs> Do they have a new TGIF? It's it's grim, JAG. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. Werewolves are the new Urkel. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. I, that's all I got left in my throat, guys. Yeah, let's do. Let's be done. Okay, Jordan. Congratulations to you. Thanks. I wish you many happy returns. Yeah. There's no reason you should stop. Oh, am I off the poetry. podcast? Yeah. What is this? <laughs> is that is this a? Yeah. Like I'm getting my gold watch here. I'm bringing in Forrest. No, it's that. You know, it's a good call. You can't. You can't have Forrest. Forrest is mine. Oh, I've already had Forrest. Hello. You mean you've no. jacked off in, in a forest, like you've gone into yes. the woods? Yeah. It's actually a different forest. I mean that I've stuck my dick into a tree. Okay. No. <laughs> um, what, what I'm trying to say, Jordan, mm-hmm. is that all of you out there, we really appreciate any creative work that you do around Do you know that he has cancer? Jordan? Yeah. You have cancer, Jordan? No. <laughs> I'm saying, do you know? No, I don't know if you yeah, yeah, I'm first. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm, like, I'm starting to think maybe I do. <laughs> it sounds like you're you're giving him an early eulogy is what I'm No, saying. what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. is that we always appreciate whatever creative work people mm-hmm. create around the around our show. Sure. The only exception being very unflattering caricatures. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um and you should post it. Tag it JJ Go on your Tumblr. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> post it on our Facebook page. Still waiting for those anime characters of us. Tag it JJ That's Go. That's how we're going to get those uh, Night Vale numbers. Yeah. We got to get their Night Vale numbers. Mm. Anime versions of us. I want to be powering up. I want to be like charging up a fireball. <coughs> Jesse, what do you want to be doing? He wants to be gonna, not, having, not having a cold. I'm going to go die. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, what do you want to be doing in the anime version? In the this? anime version? Yeah. Um, is this like one of those porn animes? Oh. Uh, a hentai? Yeah, no. No hentai. <laughs> this has to be like, like we're like battling ninjas. <laughs> I want like some old lady in a magical flying ship to be making me some hot soup to eat. Great. You're oh. getting soup from a ship lady. Mm-hmm. I'm charging up a fireball. In a flying ship lady. And Jesse is just not having a cold. Yeah, I'm just feeling healthy. Hmm. Can I fly the ship and make the soup? Yeah, that's yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I don't have to be an old lady though, right? Mm, maybe you appear to everyone else as an old lady, but really you're just Jesse. It's like me, but with a more asymmetrical comic style haircut, mm-hmm. bigger eyes, mm-hmm. and slightly skinnier. Yeah, that's what. Oh, I'm I, want, I want to be Totoro. <laughs> oh, shit, dibs on Totoro. I want to be those kids that are dying from cancer in Grave of the Fire. <laughs> oh my god. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Bye bye. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.